Hi, welcome to the Calm Measurables podcast. My name is Advita Patel. I'm Trudy Lewis. And I'm Jenny Field. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our new episode. And today, it's just Trudy and me. Doesn't it feel weird, Trude, not having Jenny's face yeah. popping up on screen? Now we are. She... <laughs> I know, I know. It feels so weird. It feels really bizarre not having her here. But this is the first time. The trio is now a duo. So I hope we do the conversation justice today because I'm sure Jenny will give us criticism <laughs> if we haven't. No, she won't. She won't. She, she'll enjoy our chat, won't you, Trude? Um, so this week we wanted to... So you may have seen if you follow us on our social channels, especially Twitter, um, we asked you to decide what you think we should talk about in this 10-minute segment. And you lovely lot, lot sorry, voted for the things that have inspired us this week. Which, um, which is great, because there has been quite a few things, I think, that have inspired us. It's no secret that I've had, I've had some building work done at home, and I've got a office in the back garden now, and that's been quite stressful. I've also had a bit of a, a stressful time, again, not a secret, because I've, I've shared my kind of frustrations online about, about various different situations, stuff like that. And I have to admit, for me, it's, it's definitely the community that kind of inspires me on a daily basis. And I'll talk more about that. But what about you, Trude? How, how's your kind of week gone? Oh my goodness. It's been it's been full on. Work stuff's been pretty stressful. And also, like yourself, dealing with some situations that are stressful that wasn't expecting to have to deal with. So so I would hundred percent agree to start with that community actually is that buffer isn't it it's the kind of groups of people or individuals who come alongside you and just support you and say something nice to you or try and distract you even from some of the challenges that are going on and and I I think I truly value the people who have done that so what inspires me I think you know in addition to my faith in addition to the friends and so on it's been a number of those things just coming together to address some of the issues that are going on. And it makes such a difference, you know, and, and the community it's this this week in particular, well, last couple of weeks, in fact, have been so important to me and empowering in the way I have dealt with the situations that I've had to deal with. And do you know what it is for me? It's knowing that I am not alone, right? And it's knowing that I'm not losing my mind you know things so are crazy. what I <laughs> I know I just I try because you can really you know and those of you who are listening may experience this at times but we can be, we can really go into ourselves a little bit can't we at times and I am definitely somebody who overthinks situations a lot I will question whether it was my fault something had happened and if I uh, should have handled it better and I'm sure that you know I'm sure I could have there's no denying we, we all reflect on these things and think yeah we maybe could have done this a bit better whatever but knowing that the champions and the supporters who have come out in you know support of some of the stuff that I shared with them has really made me really think about how much I love the people who are in our world and I don't mean just, you know, friends, like you said, you know, I really value yours and Jenny's friendship, but also the folks who listen to this podcast, you know, your messages yeah. that you send us, honestly, it 
brightens up our day. Are we like screen grab them? We send them in our WhatsApp group. We just we're so like it just makes us so happy when we get those kind of messages. And the type of messages where people go, you know, I listened to your podcast the other day and you really inspired me to do something a bit different, or I really resonated with what you said. Those are the messages on a weekly basis that we tend to get that really make me think, oh my God, like what we're doing is actually, you know, it's great. We have a great laugh, don't we? Don't get me wrong. But there are days, I think, and I think we can all resonate with this, where things are just a bit rubbish. (laughs) In addition to that, (laughs) I was just going to think about the times that we're in, you know, we're in this, we're still in this whole pandemic thing. And and, you know, even if we didn't have other challenges in our lives, that in itself is huge and takes away a lot of our energy, our thoughts, our thinking. And, and, and so I think it's really important to dig into where we get our inspiration from and to, to, not, to not let these things overwhelm us. Because at the end of the day, if we get overwhelmed, we won't be able to move forward. So it's people and and say you're talking about community Athita, which is brilliant community that are not necessarily friends friends you know not close to you but it's interesting how they can so rightly say the right thing at the right time or cut step in with a word of encouragement that they didn't they don't even know why they're saying it but they say something really encouraging that just matches where you are at that moment and and I, I think that for me is a really important element for everybody, especially right now. Don't take for granted those little nuggets that people send your way. In our case, it has been some of those people who have commented on the podcast and send us sent us feedback. It's also been our communities, like you've got a leader like me, and, and I've got I've got a number of communities as well. And you know, it's those little things that actually come together because if we don't, if we don't have that, then what do we have? And, and also it's, it's the resilience that we have in ourselves. You know, how are we going to be resilient and stand up in the midst of an issue or challenge? And so, so I'm just hugely encouraged by our community around us, our the people around us or, or even yourself and, and Jenny, it's, it's, it's encouraging to be amongst that because I don't feel alone. And, mm-hmm. and I think you mentioned it as well, the whole thing about you don't have to feel alone. And, and the biggest thing for me is when you realize that the thing that you think you're going insane about, somebody else has gone through the same thing and can identify with you and say, well, actually, this is what's happened to me as well. And I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Those kind of statements makes a difference. It does make a difference. And we are talking about things that do inspire us. And like we've talked, we've spoken about the community and you mentioned there, Trudy, about a leader like me. And a leader like me is something that, oh my goodness, it's the community and the women in that community every single day, they inspire me to either be better, you know, bring my best self, give me the motivation that I need and listening to their stories of courage and what they have done to step into that sometimes adverse space where they are the minority, where they are the only ones, you know, in that room and they have to step into that space and talk about something that is uncomfortable and how they manage that alongside everyday stuff that we all have to go through. When I listen to those stories and I listen to what they've done and how far they've cut, they inspire me, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and it makes such a difference. And 
it's really easy, isn't it, to kind of talk about like what we're doing is like talk about communities and be like, oh, yeah, we love our community. But I don't think, I think we underestimate the power of those words yeah. and we underestimate the difference it can make to those people's lives. And I always talk about there's a difference between being kind and being nice, mm. right? And people think if they're kind, it means they're a walkover and they, you know, people think that they're a pushover and people think they're a doormat and all those kind of things. But you can always be kind. Yeah. Even if you're making a statement, even if you are putting your voice out there, even if you're being factual, you can still have that kindness. And I think that and that kindness sometimes means a lot to individuals like ourselves who may be going through some of the challenges we're going through when people come to us and say, I hear you, like I'm listening and I hear you and I know what you're going through and it's really important that you feel that you know you've got somebody on your side. And one thing that really bothers me about some of the work that I do, and it's something I do need to work on because I understand that I can't take on the consciousness and the worries of everybody, otherwise it's really hard to kind of, you know, get yourself out of that that world. But one thing that does bother me is the fact that maybe people out there who just don't feel they have anybody yeah to talk to oh there's no one out there to inspire them and I would hope that if you ever are in that situation whoever you are and wherever you're listening that you do get in touch with us on Carmesh Rebels you know and we love a good chat we're all you know there's no there's absolutely no denying that we don't we don't like a good chat but I want you to be able to feel confident and comfortable enough to send us a DM and say you know I I feel alone or I don't know where to go is you know just whatever I don't want anyone to ever think that they're on their own because you're not and I think the last two weeks or three weeks definitely have taught me that if I didn't have the people around me and I didn't have the community supporting me I wouldn't be you know in the mental headspace I'm in today that's definitely for certain. I would agree with you wholeheartedly that's that's so true and and there's so much about kindness that we need to generate ourselves and we need to, to we need to embrace a bit more about the whole thing of being kind to others but we also need to be kind to ourselves and sometimes that means that you're going to have to go into that uncomfortable position of telling somebody what's going on for you rather than expecting people to just figure out that you're not you're not doing okay so there's there's that kind of crossover isn't it where you do need to put your hand up sometimes and say Actually, I'm not quite okay, and I do need a bit of support. So to reiterate what Advita said, for all all of our listeners to do the same thing, to say, well, you know, say something if you're not having a good time or if you need support, because sometimes it can be as simple as not knowing how to figure a situation out. And that could be at work or at play. I know for, for sure that I coach people. I know Advita does as well. You know, we coach people out of things like that because sometimes you just need to speak to somebody else to, to work it out so I'm, I'm so conscious of that that we need to to be a lot more open and and not just wait for people to come to us but also to go to them yeah very important so well that was turned into a bit of a serious chat goodness <laughs> <I> me <laughs> we're missing Jenny's Jenny's laughter in this episode but I think it's do you know what I think it's okay to have weeks and months where you do feel a bit, you don't feel as joyous as you should well, be feeling, reflective. right? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. reflective. That's better. It's a reflective space yeah. 
in right now. <laughs> yeah, we're in reflect. That's a good way of putting it, Trude. We're in a reflective space right now. And, you know, I hope what we have said to you today has resonated with some of you. And I think to reiterate again, you're not alone. We know, you know, times are tough right now and will probably continue to be tough for a while. But together, community-wise, you know, let's let's keep talking to each other, keep sharing our stories, keep that connection. And again, I want to say it again, get in touch with us if you do want to just have a like, even if it's just to say hello, like, hi, I've heard you today. And I just wanted to pop in and say hello to you all because uh, we love it. And I think it's yeah. been really important that you do that. On that note, our next episode, we hope you really enjoy it. Let us know what you think. Send us a feedback. Like I said, we, we share it quite frequently and we, we brings us a little bit of joy when we know we brought a little joy to you as well. Follow us on our socials, Carmedge Rebels on Instagram and on Twitter. But enjoy it and take care of yourselves. If you want to find out more about how you can work with us, you can visit our website, which is calmedgedrebels.com. Here you can find out more about each of us individually, and it will also give you links to our own websites, which are colinear.co for Trudy, commsrebel.com for Advita, and Redefining Comms for me, Jenny. You can also follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Carmage Rebels, and you can also follow us individually on Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. So if you do want to work with us around communications consulting, coaching, or workshops, please do get in touch. In today's episode, we are going to talk about mental health and resilience. And I wanted to talk about this subject is is because we spoke about mental health and shared our top tips a few weeks ago when it was Mental Health Awareness Week. And I thought it's going to be a great topic for conversation because, as we said on that podcast episode, we could talk about this for days. (laughs) But I want to really hone in on resilience around mental health because it is a topic that we talk about we have spoken about sorry offline I know Jenny you're like a specialist if I can say that in this area and I think it'll be really useful to the people listening if we could share some of our top tips around resilience and why there is a difference between mental health mental illness and mental resilience so I thought it'll be a really good conversation to kick off with so Jenny why don't you kick us off and let us know what do we actually mean by resilience Sure. So I love this topic and it is something I've been reading about and talking about for quite some time and now do workshops to help teams build their resilience. And I co-host those with John Humphreys, who's ex-British Army. So I'm not doing it on my own. I'm doing it with someone who's got a lot of experience in resilience and and training it as well. So when we talk about mental resilience, we talk about the, the process of adapting well in the face of trauma or tragedy or threats or kind of other significant sources of stress. So it's it's almost like that bounce back ability, if you like, resilience. There is a distinction between mental health, mental illness and mental resilience. So mental health is like your physical health. You need to look after it in the same way you'd look after your physical health. Whereas mental illness could be something that you're experiencing that's been diagnosed by a mental professional. And I do think we we confuse the two terms quite a lot in society. We talk about mental health when we mean a mental illness and I think there's quite a lot of terms kind of meshed together just repeat that again Jenny sorry what's so what's mental illness and what's mental health so mental health is like much like your physical health so the way you look after your physical health by eating well exercising regularly you know all those things your mental health is the same you would be doing things to look after your mental health like 
getting extra sleep, taking regular breaks. You know, there's lots of things you can do to improve okay. your mental health. Mental illness would be something that would be diagnosed by a medical professional. So there could be that could be something like diagnosed uh, depression. It could be uh, eating disorders, bipolar. You know, there's there's various other yes. um, okay. disorders in there. So so that's the distinction. And it was only through doing my mental health first aid course that I learned that distinction when you're looking at how people could be experiencing a mental illness but they could have really good mental health or you can be experiencing a mental illness and have really bad mental health and that's the distinction to make a mental resilience plays a role in that because it's trying to look at techniques and ways to give you that bounce back ability and when I talk about this with with John on the workshops John's analogy I love because he says it's like putting your raincoat on before you go out in the rain because if you were to step outside and it's absolutely chucking it down you're going to get absolutely soaked and you're going to feel really uncomfortable if you put your coat on after that you're still going to be really uncomfortable and absolutely soaked but if you've put your coat on before you step outside you'll stay dry and you'll be comfortable and you'll be warm and and safe and looking after your mental health looking at ways to build resilience is you putting that coat on before you step outside and it's just such a lovely example yeah. that we've, we've used again and again Love to help that. people visualize that a bit more and there's some traits I suppose about mental resilience which I always think are, are quite interesting to kind of think about the traits of naturally resilient people and we will put in the show notes of this loads of links and different things for resources for people to have a look at as well because there's various TED talks and books and different things to explore but there are certain traits that resilient people have And some of those are things like having a really good sense of humour, which can feel really alien, I think, at times where you need to draw on that resilience, because having a laugh can sometimes feel like it's really out of place. Also, making sure that you've got the support of others is one, but also adaptability to change is probably one of the big ones. And again, when we were when we did this in workshops, John will talk about trees and and water and how they flex. So how a tree isn't rigid in the wind, it will bend when things uh, when the wind's blowing that tree will will bend and, and move with it much like the water won't just stop because it hits a rock it will find a way to go around it and carry on and that adaptability to change is none one of the big traits I think of resilient people I, I like to believe I mean somebody may disagree with all of us but I do <laughs> like to think that we we you know publicly and even in our personal lives we do show an element of resilience and I think a part of that is to do with the fact that we do own our own businesses and we, you know, we do class ourselves as entrepreneurs and you have to kind of, you know, John's analogies are about, you know, a tree bending with the winds and the, and the river going through rocks. And I love that kind of stuff. And that is, I feel like that's what we can, we're like, right. We do adapt ourselves when the situation needs us to adapt. Uh, and that's really interesting around change as well. So what about you, Trude? What's what's your thoughts on resilience and mental health? Resilience is an interesting one. And I love what Jenny just said, because it's not just about being able to bounce back, but it's also about having the capacity or ability to um, adapt for things that are happening and for, for how you're going to react to them. So, so personally, I think there's this intrinsic thing in, in perhaps perhaps because I call myself old school, I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there. I'm sorry. But it's that thing of, I was taught to be resilient. So I'm made up to be resilient, to, to, to take your knocks, get up again and keep going. The problem with that is you forget that actually these things affect you and perhaps it's affecting your mental health and it's affecting you to the extent that you need to stop 
and actually become resilient, properly resilient, which is take steps towards managing your stress and your anxiety. That's the difference. So we, we were taught to just, you know, like water off a duck's back, be really strong, be really, you know, get on with it. Don't feel sorry for yourself, get up and so on, which sometimes totally ignores the fact that we are, sometimes we are going through a mental health crisis. We are going through a real challenge in our lives. So there's a danger there of talking too much about being resilient, being resilient, or, or about talking about it in the wrong way. I think that that really clear distinction that really what we're talking about is how it enables you to be a, to be able to adapt it, a, it enables you to cope with the situations that you have around you it is really key really important so that's pretty much how I look at it but where my previous thoughts on it was oh just get over it you know just deal with the problem I I've certainly adapted or changed my mind and felt as if to say mental health is something that we do need to pay attention to. And if we understand resilience properly, then we'll begin to build the tools to help us through those mental illness, mental health issues. And, and some of that is because of experience. Some of that is because of what I've seen around me. Some of the time, some of it is about because we neglect or we ignore problems that are facing us by actually switching that around and actually paying attention to what's going on, we can actually be a lot better. I think you made a really, really valid point there around how we use the word resilient, right? And and it made me go back actually in my very first kind of one-to-one I had right at the start of my career where my my manager was like, oh, you know, Advita, we need to kind of get you to build your resilience up a little bit more you know, so you can you can go in with gung ho and stiff up a lip. You know that kind of that kind of language. You know, tough tough shoulders, tough shoulders. Yep. That's what you need uh, yep. when you're working. Broad shoulders, broad actually. shoulders. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you just don't feel like you're just shoulder broad padding it shoulders. up. Shoulders. <laughs> oh my goodness. Broad shoulders. Tough shoulders. That's, tough yeah. shoulders. I've got really tough shoulders. Broad shoulders. That's what you said. Shoulder pads like, made of wood. <laughs> I know. Iron. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness yeah broad shoulders that's what she said to me and she goes you need to have broad shoulders especially you know working in the field that we work in so what's this unspoken rule that if you did show your emotion if you were if you did get upset you know if you did talk about mental health and and mental illness you know if you did actually nobody if I think back even though when I said in in our episode a few weeks ago I was I was privileged to work in a mental health unit where I saw the outcomes of poor mental health and mental illness but yet people still didn't talk about it in, in those in those days. And I'm talking about 12, you know, 12, 15 years ago. You didn't, didn't people didn't say that I'm struggling with bipolar or I'm struggling with depression or I just need a mental health day today because I need to go and look after my well-being. Nobody did that, even though we went to the mental health, because there was this unspoken rule of the work that we did in this situation, which is when I worked in comms or when the nurses and the psychiatrists was, you need to be resilient, you need to cope, you need to be able to cope with this. And what I, I suppose what would be interesting to hear from you, Jenny, is where do you draw that line and that boundary of not pushing somebody? Because I think I do think it is important for all of us to have a level of resilience, right? I do mm-hmm. think that's important because life, what we've been through the last 18 months and, and, and no doubt what we'll be going through over the next 18 months to a couple of years, it's going to knock us a bit. It's going to knock us. And I do think it's important to be prepared for that. You know, like what John said, put your raincoat on, then go outside. Mm-hmm. But then where do you 
draw that line in terms of why, where can you see those symptoms of people who are not acknowledging that they need some support or need some help or have acknowledged it, but then are worried because they're trying to build the resilience up. So how do you kind of balance them two things? Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one to balance. I think the thing that's important is that everybody can build resilience. And sometimes you might think, you know, I've got, I'm not resilient at all, or I've got hardly any resilience. Everybody can build it. There are things you can do. There are coping strategies you can, you can look at to build that resilience in your everyday. And it is that, that fine line between making sure people are okay, building that resilience, not making people feel bad. But you are something about kind of spotting those symptoms and, and knowing and knowing when people need help. And one of the things from my mental health first aid course was knowing people well enough to know what their normal behavior is to then be able to spot a difference. Mm. And I think that's really important because what's normal behavior to you is going to be normal behavior to me. So I have a lot of friends that will often talk about just how much how I can keep constantly going. Like my mom's like, where do you find this energy to just keep going? <laughs> but that's normal behavior for me. So if I, if I was then to suddenly stop doing that and people suddenly were not seeing me doing anything or I was just saying, oh, I've just been chilling out all day today, I've been chilling out all day today, that would be enough of a signal to my friends and family to say, something's not right with Jen. Like she's, you know, she's always on the go and doing stuff. So we need to kind of just go and check in. A same would be the other way around. If somebody's usually quite chilled out and they're suddenly being quite manic, then that might be a reason to go and check in and make sure they're okay. The important thing, if you're seeing people that are behaving in a way that is not normal to them, is to listen and communicate non-judgmentally. And that's the piece that is really hard to do, you know, because there's a natural judgment in all of us. But to be able to listen and communicate and have conversations with people, whether it's friends, family, work, whatever in a non-judgmental way is just really important because it's got to feel like a safe space where people can share and talk without you offering you know loads of solutions which I'm really bad at because I always want to offer solutions but sometimes it is just about listening and mm -hmm. being there and and helping them work through that which is where coaching techniques come in and, and things like that so that's that's the, the biggest thing with the symptoms is know people well enough to know when their behavior is not normal for them. Mm -hmm. I love that. For me, it's so I go quiet, as you both know. <laughs> I like Which quiet. is a real anomaly. So. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, you don't, nobody hears from me. I go really silent. It's like, what is going on? And that's, I think, if I really think about it, that's my level of resilience. I'm kind of building my energy back up to come back into that space. And, but, and like, you know, both of you will always check in on me if I am quiet. And my, you know, my, my family would do the same as well. They would check in on me and say, oh, God, we're not heard heard from Adwise for a while I hope she's doing okay I mean some of it's because I'm really busy and I've just not had had the time to do that but there are days where you know you want to kind of hide away from the world right and that's okay like that's absolutely okay but it is important to tell people I think as well as you recognizing the symptoms in others when they are not being their normal mm. it's also important for you to share with others to say yeah. this is me and if I do fall into this trap if I do behave like this I want you to kind of call me in and this is what you can do to support me in this space and I think that's important right for you to kind of put your boundaries in place as well it's okay to not be okay I think that's what we all need to kind of remember and I always get the apologies from people who oh I'm just really sorry but I've just had a lot on at the moment and I'm just feeling a bit overwhelmed I'm like it's fine like you don't need to apologize for that you know life will bring you these knocks and they'll they'll create horrible situations that you have to manage and nobody knows apart from you what's going on in your life and how you're feeling 
but the more open we are, the more we talk about it, and the more we do, I suppose, build the resilience. You know, so we look after our health and nutrition. Mm-hmm. You know, we get the sleep that we need to get. And I, you know, I am well self-aware enough to know that I don't get enough sleep, right, at all. You know, I try to eat like all my green. I'm a vegetarian, so I try and eat all the. I'm like Jenny always takes a mick because I'm not like <laughs> not the best vegetarian. I don't like there's loads Just of give vegetables. Give her some cheese. Give yeah. her some cheese. <laughs> yeah, cheese, cheese, yeah. Cheese and spinach, you know. Those <laughs> what a combination. What a combination. But it's really important to recognise those. So, you know, all of that plays a big and there is a linkage, right, between physical health yes. and mental health and the knock-on effect. So I know that if I don't drink enough water throughout the day, it will really I'll, I'll feel sluggish and it'll, yes. it'll impact me and then I'll get tired and then I'll blame myself for not getting work done and then it's like a spiraling effect so it's just being mindful of what are the things that make you resilient and make you feel better about yourself and and checking in and sharing that and I do think it's important to do and I'll keep banging on about this point it's very important for you to share that with the people that you trust in your in your community yeah. and to tell them that this is what I am going to do I'm going through some stuff and I want you to check in on me yeah that's true and and you know I think you you can't get away from the fact that society as it is today is almost setting all of us up for some level of mental health issue so we're all set up for that I mean it's things are incredibly fast paced there are so many demands on people's jobs and time you know in recent times people have told me where they're working they they literally are back-to-back meetings with no breaks no timeouts barely even able to have lunch not going outside for the entire day you know so it's been it's been if you're ever listening to this this is an evergreen episode but if you're ever listening to this way in the future (laughs) it was hard (laughs) (laughs) so it was it was it's been really really difficult and, and plus, then when you look at the level of distraction and the, the information flying at our heads, there's no wonder that mental health is on the rise. And all the more reason why we need to understand how we can become resilient and not be overwhelmed by some of it. Because the, the interesting thing about anxiety is the more, the more that you feed into it, the more that you allow it to just keep going is the bigger it gets. And, and it will get bigger and bigger and ends up taking over a lot of the things that are going on in your life and, and becomes unmanageable after a while. And I think the, 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 the critical thing for most of us is that we have to almost have a full stop, almost have something to say, stop, mm. wait a minute, let's have a look at what's really happening here. Why am I behaving this way? Why is this issue happening? Why am I worried all the time? Why am I having these reactions? and seek out a bit of help ask a friend tell a friend to have have a conversation there's nothing more therapeutic than just having a good old rage with a with a friend as we know (laughs) and and just offloading sometimes is is just the beginning of you beginning to feel better so so resilience fits into that in such a in such a powerful way because it means that you're you're trying to be slightly proactive even though these issues are quite crippling sometimes it's you saying yeah it's crippling and I know I'm going through this but I'm also looking at how else can I how else can I help myself I think you've made some really good points there Trudy and you've also you know we've been peppering our episode with top tips and techniques that people what people can do to manage resilience and manage mental health and what to look out for the symptoms 
of a mental illness as well. I think I did imply at the beginning of this session that, you know, we are three of us. I would think that we are resilience. You know, we have worked on our resilience and we all have our own ways of working and dealing with that, you know, with, with that resilience thing. And I think it is the right, I think the nice segue to go into top tips and, and techniques. And I think one of the things I would advise anybody who is listening is find what works for you and planning. So planning for me was a really big it's a really big part of who I am. And I'm not a natural planner, don't get me wrong. Like it, I have to really force myself, but planning gives me an element of control and it allows me to know what I need to do, why I need to do it and how I'm going to get there to do that. And it gives me a sense of kind of, it's okay, Advita, like you're all right. You know, you, you go in the right direction, so don't worry too much about it. And it's important that you've, and it's not going to work for everybody. Like I don't plan in the way Jenny plans, definitely, you know, with her, with her folders and her tabs and her multicolored <laughs> pens and goodness me, it's like a, it's like a production. <laughs> the way Jenny plans, you know, I am very much like in my notebook, like one notebook and I just write everything in it, but it works for me. And that's my level of resilience. And I think that's important to kind of recognize that not, it's not one size fits all. And that's what makes us unique as human beings, that we're all very different people. And people talk about, you know, I know you've got like the six, is it six C's of resilience? Seven there's the seven, C's? yeah, there's the seven C's of resilience. Seven C's of resilience. And I know collaboration is one of them, right? No. Is collaboration one of them? No, I just made that up. <laughs> you just picked a C and was like, that'll be it. Let's you're thinking of connect, this connection that you're thinking of. <laughs> Let's do all the C words. Connections. That's the one I'm thinking about. But and we've spoken about connections in many of our podcast episodes because it is something that all three of us have got in amongst other things, obviously. But that is one of the things that make us who we are. And having that connection with both of you helps us, right, to, to mm-hmm. manage our mental health. And I think we've all kind of been open about the struggles we've had with our own. I've spoken about panic attacks and anxieties. And when you look at someone's social media feed, you kind of look at it and go, Oh, they're smashing it like they're you know they're doing such great things and look at look at how much she's in control but we have been in ball pits right we yeah. have been spinning plates they've been dropping all over the place you literally are like ducks waddling in water and you try and keep this sense of calm don't judge a book by it's covering that sense so what you see on social media and us looking like we're kind of you know got our stuff together 90% of the time we have I'm not going to lie like we are kind of you know our planning our conversations all right maybe all right 85% of the time <laughs> but it's not you know this has taken a time for us to really invest in ourselves so we take we do our retreat we go away we have our retreat we take that time away from our business and we have conversations those three days are really valuable to the three of us to talk about our future, what we need and how it's going to work and how we're going to get there and strategize for the, for the next year ahead. And that's really, that plays a big part in my mental health and mental well-being and resilience. It helps me build up resilience. So it is trying to find the things that work for you. And it's OK, if it doesn't work, move on to the next thing. If that doesn't mm. work, move on to the next thing. Speak to people, connect with people, collaborate. I'm going to throw another <laughs> one in. Collaborate. Uh, what about you? What about you, Jenny? What's your kind of top tips? So I think it's interesting because whenever we talk about resilience, quite often our resilience and productivity end up going in together. And that's exactly what you've talked about there is so much of the things that I'd cover in a productivity session about how you organise your time and your planning. And when we talk about resilience, we talk about coping strategies and preparation strategies and your coping strategies, which are the seven C's of which collaboration is not one. (laughs) Um, And they are things that you can be doing to build your resilience all the time. 
Whereas your preparation strategies would be techniques that you can use if you know you're going into a situation that's going to require a bit more of that kind of strength or a bit more just mental preparation, if you like. So a big presentation, a job interview, that kind of thing. The big one for me, which is one of the seven C's, is control. And as a coping strategy, that's something that I have worked on a lot. And I, I don't talk very much about mental health. Like you said, you've talked about, you know, panic attacks. And I know, Trudy, you've talked about anxiety. And I don't talk very much about experiences in my past because for me, they're just quite private experiences from quite challenging and quite toxic relationships I've been in in the past. But control is a, is a really big one for me. And I like it from a resilience technique because it has so many layers to it as a, as a theme, if you like. So you can control where you spend your time and energy. And I think that's the thing for people to think about when it comes to resilience is you can control that. So no matter how much you might think people have got demands on your time, where you choose to spend that is ultimately up to you. And that plays into my whole, there's no such thing as busy thing, which we talk about in, in season one. But the control piece is, is important because not only can you control where you spend your time and energy, but you can also control how you respond to a situation. And I know we've talked in the past about power and giving people power over you and things. And that's that same element of you can, you can control how you respond to the actions of others. And the, and the third bit around control, which I've used a long time, is whether or not something's in your circle of control or your circle of influence. And if it's in neither of those, then don't worry about it. Now, that's much easier said than done, because I know even if I talk to my sister, she'll say, well, it's in neither of those, but I'm still really annoyed. So I'm just going to be annoyed <laughs> for the next <laughs> half an hour and then I'll move on. But it's a bit like if you, you know, things like even if you're in a traffic jam, can you control it? Can you influence it? You can't do either of those things. So you may as well make the best of the time that you're in there. And if it's safe to do so, call a friend or listen to an audiobook or sing your heart out while you're listening to the radio. If you can't control or influence it, then let it go. And I think that's something that is a big trait of resilient people, of being able to, to move on from things. And it's something I've been practicing for years and has massively helped me. Love that. You know, one of the big bits of advice that obviously I listen to your advice all the time, Jenny. <laughs> all the time. All the time. But one of the big bits that I've never it's never really left me is when you said, and I think it's from the busy book, Tony Crabb, which is edit your choices. No, uh, that's yeah. no, oh. no. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I'm doing really well on today. You are. The edit your choices is Matt Haig and Notes on a Nervous oh, Planet, which is an excellent Sorry, book. Matt. Sorry, Matt, because I know you listen to our <laughs> podcast regularly. But Matt Haig, you know, and uh, you you know our love for him and that mid that library book. But that edit your choices thing for me is that yeah. really like again nailed it for me. I was like, what you said and what Matt said, you know, you can't do everything. Yeah. Right. You cannot possibly do absolutely everything. So edit the choice in your life, right? So edit, you know, even down to the people that you spend time with, yeah. the programs that you watch, the books that you read, the places that you visit, the restaurants that you might eat at. And that gives you the element of control because yeah. you've made that choice and then you live with that choice. And that is, you know, if, if you don't do anything from the advice that we share today, that edit your choices thing, yeah. Matt Haig, <laughs> is, is one of the best. It's yeah. actually one of the things that for me, it's the way that's probably made me feel most fulfilled in my life is giving myself permission to edit my choices um, because he is right you can't read every book you can't watch every film you have loads of time you just need to spend it on the things that you want to spend time on and give yourself permission to do that and not feel like you have to be watching Married at First Sight Australia because everyone else is watching it it's okay not to yeah. and giving yourself that permission is so important yeah wow so I'm going to refer firstly to our friend 
Brené. Brené. Um, of course. Who also listens to our podcast. She must do. She must do. It's just a quote, actually, that I found that said, and I found it outside of even knowing that we were going to do this podcast today. And it, it just referred to something I've been thinking on, which I'll talk about in a minute. So no matter what gets done and how much is left undone, I am enough. And it's it, that was such an empowering quote for me a couple of days ago, because I stress about not getting enough things done. And all of us have like massive to-do lists and you're, you're trying to crawl through it. But just having something just to remind me that there are some things that, you know, if you don't get to them, it's fine that they're left undone. And the fact that in all of that, you're still enough. And, and so that's quite a powerful thing to embrace really talk about control but but a couple of things that for me there as well is how you need to identify or have a look at some of the things that that trigger you that put you in a position of anxiety or or stress or who put you in a place where you're overtired or so on and and one of the things for me was I I realized that actually one of the things that really brings on the anxiety is procrastination. So I used to think, oh, I'm in my happy place. I'll just procrastinate. I'll leave that till next week. I'll leave that till next week. I'll leave that till next week until it starts to freak me out that I haven't done certain things. (laughs) And then it's a problem. And so as a result, I've now been able to do a few things to address that problem. So now I've, I've addressed a problem. I haven't addressed the anxiety. I've addressed an actual problem that is feeding into my anxiety. And so, but the only way you can get to do that is by understanding yourself a little bit more. And there are two things outside of that, that that will, one of them in particular will help you to reach that point where you see what's actually causing a problem. And, and that's mindfulness. So practice some mindfulness of, you know, it might be about deep breathing or keeping, be very quiet, go out in nature and, and just take some time out to actually think about what's going on for you. Uh, the other thing is looking at what's reality and what's fiction. So truth and fiction. In our minds, you know, our minds will tell us all sorts of things that are not true about ourselves and about the situation that we're in. I can't tell you how many times a situation has seemed 10 times worse than it really is. And I've been stressing and dramatizing you know, the worst case scenario. And literally, when I look at it, it it's, it's nothing like what I thought, you know, you know, there's a picture that comes to my mind of um, a mouse that's been caught in the shadow. So you see the mouse looking like a giant. And, mm. and when you really find the mouse, it's, it's tiny. That's exactly one of the things that I'm talking about. So it's, it's having the openness in your own mind about well, what really is truth and what is fiction. And continually talking to yourself about those things or reminding yourself about that. So, so those are my tips. Love them. Love great them. tips. It's again, it's, it's our great friend Brené that says a story that you're telling yourself, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I oh, mean, yeah, if, if we don't get Brené on this future podcast yeah. episode of ours, honestly, <laughs> we the, the publicity we have given that amazing woman. Like, I'm I'm not surprised she's a sellout tour and you know books are selling out and all that kind of stuff. So. But in all seriousness, Brene, you know, that quote really is quite powerful. And we will share it in our in our show notes and stuff. Yeah. And I think I'm going to put it in my hype folder, definitely. So I really hope that you found our episode 
interesting and the top tips that we shared. If you have any top tips that you want to share with our listeners, please do DM us on our social media. You know, it's Carmesh Rebels on Instagram and on Twitter. Feel free to also email us separately. You know, our contact details are available on our own social feeds as well. Because we, you know, the more we can gather top tips and advice, we might be able to help somebody out there. Mm. Uh, On that note, I am now going to go and build my resilience about the number of bloopers I made in this uh, episode today. (laughs) That was exceptional effort, that one. I'm going to go and build my uh, iron shoulders, (laughs) go and toughen them up. (laughs) thank you for listening if you really enjoyed this episode then please do leave us a review on apple podcast and if you have any ideas for future episodes then please do let us know